Oh, there was that threesome in Brazil. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that guy was gorgeous. You know, it's somewhat comforting to me that right before he died, his penis was next to another penis. Yeah, but you know, the thing that annoyed me about that article that they were like, bisexual threesomes, threesome ends in death. And it's like, that's not a bisexual threesome. You don't know that if they touched two. each other. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that they Yeah, you don't, you don't know. But he died doing what he loved. Cheating on his wife. <laughs> <laughs> of three weeks. They were together for three weeks. Just three. They didn't but for three but weeks. honestly, that's enough. Be like, girl, she has wore my nerves. And welcome back to the Gay Power Half Hour, the gay podcast that is prideful 365 days a year, but the sinful kind. I'm Tony Soto, and this here is my good Judy. Satan. (laughs) All hail Satan. Uh, You look good, Satan. Thanks. I feel good. You look sun-kissed. You look like it. Look at us both looking sun-kissed, bitch. We look like we have been out. I went to the beach. I roller skated at the beach yesterday. Um, uh, our friend died. Is that how you were running ago. away? Where you, did you decide, decided to skate away from your sadness of Richard's one year death? I was skating away from the memories of my dead friend who in, um, it, it, and, and let's be real, if he had a ghost, I wouldn't be shocked if that ghost was on roller skates. So Very I true, think, or a skateboard for sure. Or a skateboard. I, uh, you know, ah! whoa, <laughs> Sorry, Mike. whoa, something Richard literally was just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> faggot. I don't need you to be talking your gay He's mess like, about me. Don't tell people that I suck a dick. I'm trying to still get into heaven. Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> yeah. Enoch was right. The book of Enoch was right. It's all uh, a test. Um, so, well, here's the thing. Here's how I know there is no ghosts because I really think that Richard, if he, if there was truly a way, for Richard to like come out shirtless in a party situation where we were all out. He would have by now, you know what I mean? He would have yeah. by now. I feel like he would like, um, if his ghost would like try to come and haunt, but then he would like get tripped up in the sheet he put over himself and just like fall down the stairs and die again. Cause like, yeah. that was like the most Richard thing to do. He loved falling and he loved not actually completing the thing he was supposed to do. Um, hilariously. Well, you except know, like for life. suicide. Like suicide, life. he completed. <laughs> suicide, he got right. He just managed to get that. Um, how are you doing with it, though? Because That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh because we're in pain. Yes. Well, see, this is the thing. This was like the real test. Um, so obviously, we were a really we're we're a, we're a cute clique of funny folks. Uh, our clique, and when. Richard left us prematurely. Um, it was one of those situations where it's like, no, this is this is uh, how we grieve is by being as crazy with our jokes as possible. But we can, and, and honestly, that kind of shit is helpful. It's when I'm around other people and I try to grieve the same way where you get looks like, are you really dealing with this right? And it's like, no, I really am, I promise, I promise. <laughs> Yeah, no, I and I, I wanted to just like as we like 
didn't really miss a beat with like jumping into jokes about our dead friend who committed suicide a year ago. Like that, that is, I wanted to say like, we're not ma making light of su suicide. We're making light of the, of the, of the, we're making light of our pain. I mean, that's just how we deal. And I think everyone grieves in their own way, but I think a lot of comics understand that like dark. Yeah. I mean, anyone who would listen to this and think that like, um, this is some kind of attack for, you know, yeah, absolutely suicide awareness or nothing. No, it's like, we had a friend who, didn't make it a secret that we'd probably be dealing with this at some point, you know, while he was alive. And um, I think like to a point mentally we prepared for it. Uh, and, you know, we have to, we have to be able to like still laugh, you know, and I, and as dark as it gets sometimes, that's just the way it is. And it was crazy, you know, I mean, like a year, Richard and George Floyd died on the same day. So this year has been fucking insane. Um, and it took a turn this week, last year, like up until this, this marker a year ago, like the pan, we were like, you know, the pandemic was hard, but it wasn't like- things, Think about how scared chaos that was had for her this time and that then, last year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think, you know, like, um, you know, in a weird, like, it's a lot, it's just gallows humor. And I think a lot of people get that. And if you don't get that, well, you're watching the wrong podcast. You're listening to the wrong group of people. If you think that you need to be precious all the time about all the things that are sensitive. Yeah, um, I mean, like, we don't do that that well. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the, the thing is, is like, we honor Richard with that kind of humor, because Richard would be doing the same jokes if we were dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> He'd still be... Yeah. Uh, cracking wise if we were passed away as well. But anyway, rest in peace, Richard, you stupid fat louse. Um, uh, you are loved and I miss you. <laughs> I mean, and also, I just want to say there was no scenario in which he would live longer than us. So uh, <laughs> no, he no, was never no, going to be making yeah, jokes. Yeah, there was no eulogy uh, coming from fucking Richard. Reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but what a funny pratfall at a funeral that would be. Um, uh, so, well, I'm happy we covered serious stuff and now let's move away from emotions. How, uh, what else is in the news, Tony? Um, what are you, what's going on with you outside of that? Um, you know, I'm keeping busy. It was, it was, it was funny because I knew that the whole anniversary was coming upon us, but like, I was kind of not really focusing. And then when it happened and then things started popping up on the internet, uh, I was like, oh, I have been actively working to keep myself busy to not think about this, which has been great because I feel like if we were in the same place like we were last year, still locked down, still not being able to like communicate and be in person, I think I'd be a fucking mess. But now that like I, there's like positive things happening, work is coming back, uh, blissfully distracted. I'm blissfully distracted. Yes, that's what I would say is where I'm at. Um, I was just thinking like, uh, my good friend, Eric's birthday is, uh, the day after that, uh, death anniversary and our friend Tom's birthday is the day before. And so I was thinking, I was like, now that I'm not on Facebook, I can't look up, um, birthdays. I'll never forget these two birthdays because they <laughs> bookend the day Richard died. So I'll always be like, oh, perfect. So thank you, Richard, for helping me remember two of my friend's birthdays. Um, a bit tad of an overdramatic move to help me out on that, but I appreciate you taking a stand against social media evil. Um, find your own way to remember birthdays. Um, speaking of social media evil, um, Republicans uh, are fucking crazy. 
So did you see that Ted Cruz recently uh, tweet retweeted a propaganda video that was created uh, featuring Russian soldiers uh, tying their boots and carrying guns and looking all grimacy and and mean and then uh contrasting that with apparently some uh u.s uh military ad ad advertisements or whatever where it's like an animated thing but it's about a real person who has two moms and how she wants to be a soldier and basically ted cruz was saying how democrats are making the armed forces pansies because that's where we go we have to be homophobic because you know gay people don't fight but in all reality ted cruz never fought ted cruz was never in the military but ted cruz has opinions what do you think about this what do you think about ted cruz casey well a couple of things nothing says less of a pansy like a lesbian who wants to join the military <laughs> um so if that's where he's worried that's gonna go well then he ain't fucked with no butch lesbian who wants to shoot men with a gun <laughs> um, and more power to all those people who want to join the military you know i got into this argument one time when uh with pete Buttigieg. Uh, uh not i didn't get into an argument with pete but when pete was running for president and there were people on the left who are super against him because he was in the military and i just they're like he just wanted to go to afghanistan to kill muslims and i was like in what world does that make any sense to you? And so I'm, I'm, I'm jumping off track here a little bit, but like, well, like, guy, white people but, become cops so you can kill black people. So that makes kind of sense. No, 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 but like, but like, I also think like Pete Buttigieg was like, uh, like, and I'm not saying this is a good thing, but it's like, like that's, you can say like, he's just a, a racist white person, or you can say like, he's someone who has a lot of ambition and wants to see how the military works because he wants to be the president of the United States one day. And so he, and really loves this country. So yada, yada, yada. But like, like, you know, get, Gay or not, joining the military is its own fucking thing. If you're going to join the military, you're either like, like, I don't know, the pansification thing. I don't give, I don't give, let him say whatever the fuck he wants to say. I saw Anderson Cooper making a big deal about it. It's exactly what they want. They want a pansy to get upset about Ted Cruz saying pansy because then they'll fucking like have more, they'll fundraise off of it. So like, I, I don't, I don't love, I, I like, I just you know, don't understand. I just don't understand. Like, it, like Ted Cruz is, it, it's no secret that he's the most hated person at work <laughs> where he works. Like, no one likes him. Even his fucking, like, his people on the same side of the aisle of him doesn't like him. Like, how did he, this is how you don't trust Texas. I mean, this is how you don't trust Texas. You're like, how the fuck does he keep getting elected? Oh, Texas. You know, there's something wrong there. It's like, they, they don't breathe enough oxygen. Their brains are dead. I don't know. Well, he, he, he is number one at uh, reminding people that the Democrats want to take away your guns and kill your, your, your babies in the womb. So like, he's really good at just playing off all that shit. And he's, he has no moral core. And so I, you know, it just, I don't know, it just sucks. Like, but like, I don't, I, there, there's no, there's no answer. No one cares about, about no one cares about gay in the military. And, I, and it is offensive that he uses the word like pansy, but like, there's no, like, find me a bunch of fucking uh, uh, hardcore religious right, or not religious right, but conservative people who are like, no gays in the military, they're ruining the military. It hasn't happened. 
you know, they're worried about the about the cancel culture, and that's pansification, I guess. I, I don't, like I don't I don't get it. I mean, I don't get the whole thing either. All I know is that conservatives are wiling out, and I just don't understand. It's just I was thinking the other day. Remember when Al Franken had to resign because there was a picture taken where he pretended to grab a sleeping reporter's boobs, like pretended to grab a sleeping reporter's boobs, like literally had, you know, like a wonk wonk, very lame joke, but, but he had to resign. And not only did he have to resign, but he had people on his side of the aisle also saying that he had to resign. And we have people like, uh, Cruz who fucking during a freak winter storm in Texas decides to go to fucking Mexico and bail on his constituents. Uh, we have Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is saying that wearing masks is exactly like Hitler killing Jews. And rational Jews would agree. Matt Getz is literally fucking kids uh, for money. He's paying to fuck kids, allegedly. And, you know, now we have Trump who... And now we have Trump who's finally, but, but the thing is, it's like, they're all still working. There's no outrage from their side. There's no outrage from our side. And if there was outrage from our side, would it fucking matter? Because here's the thing. Every time there was outrage for a liberal politician to resign, it was coming from both sides. The liberals were saying it and the fucking Republicans. And now there's no one saying it. It's fucking asinine. You know, I mean, in the end, like, Part of me feels like if we didn't get so upset every time and we didn't do outrage every time someone said something, like those people would have a lot less power because their power comes from the outrage. And I'm not, and it's easier. So Republicans always get outraged and and Democrats always get outraged. But what I mean is like, like, but what I mean, but what I mean is like, if we, if when like Marjorie Taylor Thomas says the Holocaust thing, we should have a couple of fucking Jewish politicians go out there and be like, shame on you, Marjorie Green, shame on you. When Ted Cruz says this, we should equally just say shame on you. And then just like, but instead of having a news cycle every fucking like a week long news cycle about Marjorie Taylor Green's fucking Holocaust comments. No, this is this is literally, but this is literally the fodder that media. This is the fodder that media is supposed to throw. So the outrage happens. So resigning happens. So they're forced out. And what I'm saying is there's no, there's no draw to have these people forced out on either side. But if this was a mock photo of a fake booby grab and they had a, they had a fucking, uh, and their, their, their fucking color was blue, they'd be out. Well, and, and that's just the fucking facts. That's how it's played out every since. So I don't understand like, I think that outrage would, in fact, absolutely work if it was actually there. And it's just not there when it comes to because because Republicans are tribal because they're tribal and fucking liberals are fucking flaccid dicks. You know, well, you know, I mean, like, you know, I mean, like tribalism is a main thing and, and, and liberals can be just as tribal when it comes to um uh you know group think but when it comes down but when it comes down to to hold on what they're not outraged about is ted is is ted cruz saying pansy they're not outraged about uh anti-semitic remarks they're not outraged about 
um, like all of the fucking like grabbing ass and that Trump did the locker room talk because they justified it in their way to fit their fucking world. And also they don't even, they don't really care. They think a woman should fucking suck it up and get her fucking pussy grabbed. If the guy I just don't think that, I don't think, I don't think that the, I don't think the response to that kind of stuff is be less outraged. Casey, I just don't, because honestly, that's not going to fix it either. When you're less outraged, then then they know they have the floor and they can speak louder. They, what has gotten better, what, like, what has gotten better of the, of the Republican Party since we've become more fucking, uh, uh, like, outraged by everything that they do? They've gotten worse and worse and worse. And they, right now, they're the, I'm, I'm not saying don't be mad and don't be outraged about this stuff, but literally, like, we, we lift these no-name fucking people up, the Boberts and the Greens and all of these fucking people up to fucking major fucking status by fucking know. hanging they're on making, every insane thing they say. And a lot a result, of money. And as a result of that- It's not us result, lifting them up. No, it, it is. It is. It they're is, they're fundraising a lot of money without our help. Absolutely. They so, are fundraising. They have their people. They, they fundraise off of every effort, every outrage that, it, that the liberals make into a thing. They fundraise off of it. Gates was fundraising off of the I fucked young prostitutes thing, you know, because they can say it's a lie until it doesn't become a lie. And then they can fundraise to fucking pay for their their uh, lawyer fees after they realize that it was true. This is how it works. And so they're incentivized to do more and more ridiculous stuff. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying there's an easy off switch, but it's something to think about when it comes to- It's, uh, it, it's, it's uh, well, I mean, it isn't because it's something that's never going to change. The thing is, is there's always going, see, this is, this is, this is perfect world shit and that's not where we're at. So sure. uh, where we're out is- Serening um, towards doom. Yeah. And, and look, that's just it. So it's like, it, we can sit here and try to paint a rosy picture of what we want it to look like, but that's not the fucking case anymore. And what the case is, is that these people, these fringe fucking people who have a lot of power behind them, honestly, for people who have for like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has like zero power, pretty powerful um, and powerful because she's got the fucking attention of the dumbs and the dumbs are everywhere. So I, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. Like, you know, we always talk this both sides, both sides, both sides. And it's like, this is a situation where no one's talking both sides. When it's a conservative being outlandish and crazy, it's all good because that's Republicans. But if it's a liberal, then we're all like, get them out. Fuck it. We can't, we gotta be better than them. We gotta be above them. It's like, well, How's that helping us? How's that? that? How's that above shit helping us? Well, but that's but but so well like yeah I I I think that 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 is also the fear that conservatives have with giving liberals power is they're like they'll fucking cut the heads off of their own <laughs> for 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 shit we made up <laughs> for shit we made up about those losers they'll cut their heads off imagine what they'll do to us when we did it <laughs> and that's why they don't want us to have power and they're okay. not necessarily wrong i mean really, i mean thinking about this it's like you know they should like, know that whenever we have power we don't do anything either come well, on now so, and this is we like, want to be really we want, want to be bipartisan when it's we're the ones who want to be bipartisan when we're like Ugh. we're fucking matter yeah liberals suck no, I, I, I mean, li- liberals have, we, look, look, as a liberal, <laughs> you I will say there are some fundamental things that are you wrong suck. with me, but I, I, 
like um you know i don't know i just i just uh i think what were we just talking about i totally lost my marjorie marjorie taylor green and the gates of the worlds and the ted cruises you know oh no this if, if we like if liberals i think oh, liberals. like the dark the dark truth though to the reality is that um if we want if we want this country to change the way that we want it to we have to probably kill about 25% of the population. <laughs> and that is something that we Did either have COVID to have an that? honest, like, well, we have to, no, it didn't. We either have, we have to have like an honest debate about that from like a point of like, well, yeah, let's be real. I want to be real upfront as a liberal. The world needs to change dramatically for all of us. You know, I'm pro casualty. You know, I'm pro casualty. So you guys are real motherfucking roadblocks in the way. Yeah. And, um, you have to die, and yeah. I, and I, I feel like like another twenty five percent of you, we can totally meld. You're you'll 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 get the vaccine for a free trip to the zoo. You don't have convictions, yeah. you know. Like you were you were talking all year, but you won't get the vaccine, and then someone offered you a yeah. Six Flags ticket, and you're there. We yeah. can work with them, but it's the twenty five percent who are like, you know. And I'm not saying we should do this. I'm just saying like if 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 you want everything done that you want to get done, Tony Soto, the liberal. Like that is, Listen, that has, you have to take that I am all so for do that. <laughs> but you know, I'm a natural disaster girl. You know, I'm not trying to be that's doing anything. Not I'm, ma- I'm not, about. you know, that's I'm not trying. Of, that's luck of the eye. You know, I'm I'm I, well, and see, this is, and also I have notes. Can we just retire tornadoes? You all don't kill enough people and you're all really ruckusy, the tornadoes. I have been like, you know, I wake up every morning watching the, the daytime news and the Good Morning America. And it's all like dangerous storms in the South, tornadoes. And it's like, no dead. I'm like, ugh, what a waste. I talk about a waste of a news cycle. I'd right. much rather be uh, outraged by Marjorie Taylor Greene than hear about some hillbilly fucking tornado that didn't kill a bunch of, I promise you, slow moving people. Yeah. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is basically a. Do you think they're going to make it down to the basement in time? No. Be faster, but they tornadoes. do. They do. Be, they do. Be, be faster, tornadoes. I, they, I think they just have like a, a trap door and they're uh, under their lazy boy, and it just they hit it and they're just <laughs> ain't no problem here no more. Am I making fun of people that are different than me? Yes, I you am know. with a voice that's silly. I don't care. <laughs> you know that uh, that you can get a bed if you live in an earthquake place. I've looked at this and I was like interested, except for it's kind of coffiny. But like, it's a bed that if it shakes, it drops and it puts you in a sealed thing. So that way you're not crushed by all of your riches that you have around your home. Is that something that you would invest in to save your life? Yeah, I really, really, really fear uh, suffocating to death while compressed under a bunch of my goods. And um, nothing you own is good. I barely. <laughs> well, they're still technically called goods. I was looking for something good. I didn't see anything. Ah, oh, that picture's good. Anyway, oh, I know um, that bit. I was waiting for you to point to that picture because listen, according this is the thing about that picture. <laughs> you are at what? some point we're gonna see uh, uh, good old Casey on one of these Pawn Star shows bringing in that painting, and he's gonna be like, "This painting is worth." thousands of dollars and they're going to be like i'm sorry this is the 25 dollar uh first of all we got- it's called antiques roadshow okay not some pawn show and the one you're pointing at because this is a podcast it's not visual it so should be on pawn stars you're not going to be on anything classy like antique roadshow i'm sorry you're not 
No. I'm not gonna pawn art, okay? I'm sorry. I might <laughs> fucking have it appraised. Um, and this fucking one back here, the one that you were making such a hubbub about is this uh, glorious folk art piece done of the Titanic sinking. I like to have it in my room and I see it when I first wake up in the morning because it reminds me of the sinking Your ship career. that we live on here <laughs> in America called whatever, Tony. Can't wait to be on your career. It's called the SS Minnow. Um, <laughs> uh, the skipper too. <laughs> Honey, you are literally on the ship with me. So just so you know. I'm Ginger. Oh, that's cute. Slutty. <laughs> Wait, Ginger um, was a, Ginger was not, first of all, that's really, really wow, a bad okay. picture to paint um, about. Okay, she, all right. she was a starlet. She was a working woman. So she used her sex appeal to succeed. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that's a good thing. And I'm saying that she did it in a time where she probably had to suck a bunch of dicks. <laughs> As a gay man, I'm going to say the casting couch wouldn't have been a bad thing for me. I'm always looking to, I'm like, I will suck your dick for a job. I will. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy. Not only can I act, but I can also suck a dick. Prove it, bitch. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a little too thirsty for the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, how about like book me on shows? How about, how about jump to? I'm just I'd saying, like book me on shows, shows, and there's a possibility of something else. Is all I'm saying is that I'm a sure thing. All right, is that I'm a good time. I'm a good time, Sally. You know, who can who wants to work? You know, who, in any way that. possible. <laughs> right. Fill all my holes with money or with your cock. <laughs> Fill the coffers up to the brim. What were we talking about, Tony? I don't know. I don't know. We've lost it. We, let's switch topics. What else was on the list? Well, there was the the Joe Rogan came into uh Oh, drag. let's talk about this. Yeah. So um, I didn't really know about this until it came up on our uh, in the comment section. Um, but apparently... Louisiana Purchase, who I believe was on season three of Dracula, uh -huh. um, was doing a drag show at a venue where Joe Rogan was also doing a comedy show. And the shows had overlapped. And allegedly, um, I'm not sure if it was on stage or backstage, but Joe thought it would, was appropriate to make off-color jokes, calling them trannies and all of this and all of that. Uh, and apparently realized they were, he was wrong and probably shouldn't have said that and went backstage and tried to say, basically tried to like say, I'm able to make these kinds of jokes and say these kinds of words because it's my job to push the envelope. It's my job to be a gritty. Uh, and so Louisiana Purchase, was not having it and allegedly was like, fuck you, you're lame. You can't say shit like that. How fucking dare you? We're literally trying to work here. You're working up this crowd saying like, like homophobic fucking nasty shit. And these people are going to stay for our show. And you're putting them in a shitty funky and like, who knows? Maybe you're uh, emboldening one of them to beat up one of the gals. You don't fucking know, you know, like All very good points. Um, and I don't really, I, that's as much of the story as I know. I'm sorry. I don't have like a good button. Like I don't have a Joe being like, I've learned something or, <laughs> or anything well, like that. But know, Joe Rogan I mean, sucks. I, 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, uh, one, to be pushing the envelope in comedy using a word that was collectively agreed that we were just not going to use as a queer community, like in 2009 when did christian siriano say tranny all over fucking project runway when did rupaul get uh, uh accused uh, get, uh tranny accused mess of- was what was what christian Sir- siriano made popular which was like just yeah, that's how far was, we've come <laughs> it, it was a big thing and i remember i remember all i remember all the white gays around san francisco saying tranny this tranny that at that point and 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 um it was great to see uh, that stop and people get checked. I remember that as, a, as a, that was an early moment of like checking like society, a queer society for doing a thing and people got it. So Joe Rogan thinks he's he's uh, uh, the vanguard of fucking uh, like controversial edgy, edgy comedy. He's fucking 10 years. You were the host of Fear Factor, you fuck. Like get the fuck out of here. You made people eat bugs on TV. You're not revolution. You're not funny. Yeah. You're not funny. No. Look, I am I am notoriously known for watching every fucking comedy Netflix special that they have on there. I've watched five minutes of a Rogan and was like, oh, I don't need to hear this bitter, bald fucking loser who lives in a world that does not reflect mine. And this was a situation, this situation uh, in particular was... Uh, proof that he's hostile to any other world outside of his norm. And someone like that shouldn't have a platform uh, as big as he does. Self-proclaimed king of podcasts or whatever. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't self-proclaim, but fuck that. Yeah, no, I mean, mean, I think he does literally have the biggest podcast on the internet, which just goes to show you there's an Which is like, what what happened to Mark Maron? Didn't he start podcast? Poor old Mark. Poor old Mark. Wasn't Mark the king? I feel like Mark was the, he interviewed Obama. Joe Rogan ain't talked to Obama. Fucking lots of people. Fucking uh, Zach Galifianakis interviewed Obama. All right. If that's the marker for the king, I wouldn't necessarily say that Obama is the king maker. I think that, um, uh, you know, Marin is a tad too intellectual and whiny for all of these fucking uh, Jordan Peterson fucking fucktard uh, uh, kids who learned how to stand up straight after they read his fucking book. And then he fucking had to go to rehab for pills look all of your gods are false and you might as well just fucking learn that early on like tony did so you can be normal like tony <laughs> i mean when you don't give a fuck about celebrity it's very easy to like go through life you know because uh, people the, the the thing is typically if it's like something to do with celebrity people are like have you heard I'm like probably not um that said fuck joe rogan like who the fuck is this fucking, you know, I'm not 100% sold. He's not a fucking virgin. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like one of those fucking, he does, he talks too much. He, ha- he says he too much. Oh, uh, well. I think that's, it's a lot. Do you want to see a DNA test? <laughs> I want to see, see. I want to see a DNA I test. I'm pretty sure he's an insult. DNA. I yeah. just, I, I, I just like talk about someone who shouldn't be in the news. You know what I mean? Like, like I should never wake up in the morning and turn on and get on Twitter and see that Joe Rogan is trending. Joe Gogan. Like literally, there is war in Israel. That's way more. Oh, there's important. a ceasefire. There's a ceasefire. There's it's a room. fragile ceasefire. That's all I keep hearing. Fragile, fragile ceasefire. There's room now for a ten-year-old debate on who can use the word tranny and who cannot. I feel like <laughs> it's time to get it in between, you know, rockets being launched from the Gaza Strip. <laughs> um, 
I mean, yeah. I know, I know a lot of trans people who are pro that word and feel like it was robbed. They from can them. use it for them. Use it. It, it was, they it was robbed from them by the non-binary community. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a different debate that we're not allowed to stick our, our cis toes into. <laughs> no, but I have opinions. Um, uh, we have come to the end of our show. Casey, do you want to tell people, uh, are you doing anything? I am, if you're in the Bay Area. <gasps> you are week. doing stuff. No, a real legit thing. Hold on. I'm listening. All right. Stop talking. God damn it. Even when I'm trying. I was into it. I forgot you had a real gig. <clears throat> That's very uh, condescending the way that you said that you, you know act what? like a you, you act know like what? such a big you know what? motherfucker you don't know how to love that I have a don't know how to love right you don't know how to love right and you expect oh, you expect I un you, you expect just me to be you know what what are you doing <laughs> yeah uh, exactly I want you to be upset about it uh, from June 2nd to June 6th I'm doing shows what up Tony Soto so far away i'm not even doing it in the same city you can catch me in san francisco and in oakland um go to my instagram kcwley for tickets and information uh the wednesday show at soda pop is the one that i want you to buy tickets for first and if that's sold out come to the other ones um uh follow me kcd that's it i don't post on twitter really that much anymore and venmo me casey hyphen ley tony take it away what are you doing i'm so excited to find out hey everybody if you like the gay power half hour then go find our itunes page and subscribe to it rate the show leave a comment it really does help i've heard i don't know um, I also do the Tony Soto Show every week. Tune in this week. Our guest is from IMHO The Show, Auntie Chan from Chicago. Fabulous Chicago drag queen. Uh, I'm the Tony Soto Show on literally everything. Um, I would say put on your calendars that learn the words, bitch, is coming back live at Akbar on June 7th from 6 to 10 p.m., but it is a sold-out show. Sorry, Case. Um, uh, but we'll be back, right? We're going to come back next week, and we're going to do some more show for you because that's what we do. Bye.